I had a secret love Deep within the heart of me Far too quick my secret love Became impatient to be free So I told the friendly star the way that dreamers often do Just how wonderful you are And how much I'm in love with you Now I shout it from the highest hill Even though the golden death and then my heart's an open door And my secret love, no secret anymore Hello everybody and welcome to the Pride episode of Blackboard and Kinky. I say Pride episode, one of the first Pride episodes. And yeah, you might be thinking, boy, look at your timing. This is halfway through Pride. I know, I know, I know. Like, I am not a Pride person, but at the same time, I hadn't recorded. I started recording. I stopped recording. I started recording. I stopped recording. I got sick. So for those of you that listen to the podcast, there hasn't been a podcast since February. The reason why there hasn't been a podcast since February because I was very, very ill. So ill that I actually lost my voice. So ill that I had a giant abscess that I had to go to um, the hospital for. And that took up the side of my face. So, couldn't speak, couldn't work, couldn't eat, had to get my face drained. That's the summary of that. I actually made a whole episode where that took me 20 minutes long to tell you, yeah? But we got better things in life to do. So I'm back. And for those of you that don't know, my name is Sebastian and this is Blackboard and Kinky. This is a podcast where you get a BBK, not a BBC, because they have other stations and other platforms. So in this Pride Week, month, Pride is so long now, isn't it? Like, I'm not being funny enough. I've never been a Pride person. I find it just a commercialised way to sell gays, the pink pounds, whatever the pink pound is, to just exploit gayness <laughs> to the point where it's just commercialised beyond the fact that it should really be a time for us to settle down, think about what's happening to the wider community that is queer. So the LGBTQIA plus community, not just the G, not just the white gays, not just the sons of Karens. So what I'm going to do is each week there will be an episode on Tuesday, which will be the standard time that the podcast comes out. Then I will drop further on in the week prior to specific episodes for you to catch up on. I'm going to make all the episodes a little bit smaller than they normally would be so they can run time of less than 
40 minutes each episode and this episode today is just so we can catch up get familiar with each other again for me to tell you this stuff that's been going on and also since it's pride to bring some pride joy into your life and because of that i'm gonna start off by throwing back to where this podcast started all the way in the beginning and giving you a front room episode and for those of you that don't know the front room is for best the front room is a place where we recommend different forms of media be that social media or traditional media that bring you a little bit more joy so some ratchet and righteous this week because there is always ratchet and righteous and some recommendations this week and also and also this is why i'm single during pride hello everybody and welcome to the pride episode of blackboard and kinky i say pride episode one of the first pride episodes and yeah you might be thinking boy look at your timing this is halfway through pride i know i know i know like i am not a pride person but at the same time i hadn't recorded i started recording i stopped recording I started recording, I stopped recording, I got sick. So for those of you that listen to the podcast, there hasn't been a podcast since February. The reason why there hasn't been a podcast since February is because I was very, very ill. So ill that I actually lost my voice. So ill that I had a giant abscess that I had to go to um, the hospital for. And that took up the side of my face. So, couldn't speak couldn't work, couldn't eat, had to get my face drained. That's the summary of that. I actually made a whole episode where that took me 20 minutes long to tell you, yeah? But we got better things in life to do. So I'm back. And for those of you that don't know, my name is Sebastian and this is Blackboard and Kinky. This is a podcast where you get a BBK, not a BBC, because they have other stations and other platforms. So, in this Pride week, month, Pride is so long now, isn't it? Like, I'm not being funny enough, I think. I've never been a Pride person. I find it just a commercialised way to sell gays, the pink pounds, whatever the pink pound is, to just exploit gayness <laughs> to the point where it's just commercialised beyond the fact that it should really be a time for us to settle down think about what's happening to the wider community that is queer so the lgbtqia plus community not just the g not just the white gays not just the sons of karens so what i'm gonna do is each week there will be an episode on tuesday which will be the standard episode time that the podcast comes out then i will drop further on in the week pride specific episodes for you to catch up on i'm going to make all the episodes a little bit smaller than they normally would be so they're going to run time of less than 40 minutes each episode and this episode today is just so we can catch up get familiar with each other again for me to tell you this stuff that's been going on and also since it's pride to bring some pride joy into your life and because of that 
I'm going to start off by throwing back to where this podcast started all the way in the beginning and giving you a front room episode. And for those of you that don't know, the front room is for best. The front room is a place where we recommend different forms of media, be that social media or traditional media that bring you a little bit more joy. So, some Ratchet and Righteous this week, because there is always Ratchet and Righteous, and some recommendations this week, and also, and also, this is why I'm single during Pride. Okay, so I'm going to do an episode about travelling and all the travelling that I've done, including Berlin, including Birmingham. But I've got to start off with saying that... So let's start off with the emotional well-being stuff. So this is why I'm single during Pride. It is... So Pride Month starts and all the gays... Oh, wow. The sun came out. Yeah, so... It's one of those weird things in England. Sun comes out, gays go to Clapham, Common. However, Pride Month starts. And the first event, big event of Pride Month is Tel Aviv Pride. So, it means that my gym is completely empty at the moment. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I can get on apparatus, I can do what I need to do, I don't need to wait, I don't need to ask, I don't need to shuffle around, I don't need to be bothered by the bullying of the white gays because I say too much on Instagram. No, I can just get my workout done and go home. However, there's a heat wave at the moment, so let's put caveat to that and say that it's really nice to have all the space and stuff, but I really would like air conditioning in my motherfucking gym. I'll just say it. And also, I'm obviously not lifting to the same amount because of all the humidity. However, I am currently starting a plan because for my birthday, I am going to Barcelona. I'm going to Barcelona have to say it like that every time you say it apparently I go to Barcelona for circuit party this will be my first ever circuit party but by the hair on my bald heads that is non-existent the true the hairs on my chest that I will shave off I refuse to not look tonk at pride so we are training twice a day. We are lifting heavy. We are doing hypotrophy. We are also eating only our calorie amounts with the one or two packets of sweets per week. We are getting everything tighter and righter. So yeah, it's been a lot. Side effects of when I train a lot, yes, is I need sex. I don't need relationships or romantic occasions. I just need to fuck. So, I have been on the Yellow Demon app this week. And last week and the week before, a lot more than I have been in the last couple of years. 
when I went to Birmingham Pride, I slept with someone off the app for the very first time in three years nearly. Because everybody else that I slept with off the app, I already knew them beforehand. This was someone that I'd met just through the app. And it has fucked me up. It fucked me up, one, because this guy saw me for the first time and he was like, oh my God, you're so much better looking than your pictures. And I'm just like, that's bullshit. The, the pictures are baggy. Yeah. Then he did the thing of, I don't know what it is about you, but it's really like, I can't get comfortable around you. I feel really insecure. And I was just like, well, let's just talk then, you know, and like discover ourselves. So anyway, we ended up fucking, and it was really good. Like it was really good. He has one of the most beautiful bodies I've ever seen in my life. I realized after I slept with him that it had taken me so long to sleep with him because I was so insecure about how my body looked or would look next to him that this is why I'm on a mission for Barcelona. It happens every so often, especially after I've been sick and I haven't been able to train. I'm naturally a chubby, stocky guy. So whenever I can't train properly, my body melts like the Wicked Witch of the West shush him out and underneath water. So, yeah. I I was ill, as I said at the top of the show, wasn't able to train, had an abscess, was in hospital. That whole month, training was non-existent. I was so tired at every sec. I know what I should be doing, but I just couldn't do it. And so my body ended up looking misshapen because I wasn't completing all the exercises. I wasn't doing all the aesthetic work and then pride rolls around and being the gay that I am I have to put on short shorts and tight clothing and go out in these streets and show it off and the thing about it is is that other people are always complimentary to my body but what really messed me up was I got a new phone just before I went to and it sounds so trivial but I got a new phone just before I went to Berlin and my mum got the phone because I was busy so she was the one that rang and said to the people oh I want the upgrade on the account blah 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 gave them the details thing he told me to tell my mum to get a new phone for me yeah no because she got the new phone but she got the grade she got the upgrade of the right size but the size of phone that she got doesn't have the same memory or gigabytes as my last one so when I was taking photos taking photos taking photos taking videos of all my clients and stuff next minute I turn around and the phone is full so I have to do all these fandangles but basically what it meant is that I had to transfer all my old photos so that they were just online and not stored on the phone 
Yeah, and then delete off the older photos that I didn't want anymore on the phone. Which meant that I have been going through my phone and looking at my body from 2017, 2018, 2019, 2014, 2015. These are years long before anyone had a global pandemic, yeah? When I was training twice a day, every day, six times a week, when I was doing my cardio and I was teaching classes and I was out here in the street taking stuff on the weekends. Because let's be honest, if you're taking them letters of the alphabet on a Saturday night to Sunday morning so you can stay up to go to the wee party and then beyond and then beyond that, yeah, you're going to be shredded. Yes? Cool. So I looked at my body. And also, if I'm really, truly honest on this podcast, this was a time when I was taking shit loads of steroids as well. I looked at my body and I was like, my God, my body is bagging in these photos. And I was so miserable and upset in these photos. Like, I looked at these photos and there's not a photo there that I can remember me being really, really, truly happy with my body. But I look back now and I was like, oh my God, I used to have an eight pack. Oh my God, my pecs were so high. Oh my God, you can barely see the stretch marks from where I used to be fatter beforehand. Like, it is true that when you take steroids, your body looks, for me anyway, I've always taken steroids just to cut my body and not to actually get size because I can get bigger anyway. When I was on that juice, man, my fucking God, my abs are the shit. It's very depressing sometimes because... There's always a pull to go back on the source. But then as a personal trainer, you think, I have to be an example to my clients. But then you look around and the most of the gays in the gym and you're just like, do I really need to be an example to my clients? Because everybody else in this gym has got the backs of a teenage boy's face. Like this, literally, it is actually central when you see their razorbacks in those vests and you wonder am I the last one left? Really? And then I got told by a friend of mine that who's also a PT that he only makes half his money from his clients and the rest of the money that he makes is from selling shit to his clients and I was just like yeah that doesn't need to be me. So this is why I'm single, because of my body dysmorphia and because I don't believe it when people give me compliments. And now it's time for the Ratchet and the Righteous. Okay, let's do this one. Yeah, Ratchet for this week is Beyonce. Why is Beyonce the ratchet for this week? Because that woman has destroyed destroyed my ability to go to a concert and truly appreciate other people for what they are because every single person that I will ever see in concert ever again will be compared to Beyonce and the Renaissance concert. If you haven't seen Beyonce in concert, if you haven't seen this Renaissance concert, yeah, I cannot describe to you 
how many different levels of beautiful this concert is. For those of you that don't know, I studied graphics and semiotics as a, at uni. And for me, it wasn't just her singing. It wasn't just the dancing. It wasn't just all the queer dancers that she had on stage. It wasn't just that her head dancer was the gay cheerleader from Glee. It wasn't just that this album gives me so much joy. It wasn't just that the sun was shining and the birds were singing in Top Nens. It wasn't just that I saw Matthew Knowles walk past me. It wasn't just that Blue Ivy was on stage. It wasn't just that she wore the red outfit when she did Partition. That is literally my favorite outfit that I've ever seen Beyonce wear, hands down. I love that outfit. The outfit in I'm talking about is done by Off-White. So I will add that to the Instagram page so you can see it because I love this outfit. I love it so much. And when she did partition and she was swinging her hair and grinding on that space buggy, I was done. Yeah? But... If you've gone to Beyonce's concert and you, or if you watched it on YouTube, if you're going to watch it for yourself, I'm not going to tell you about the tracks. I'm not going to give you spoilers, yeah? But what I am going to say is when you're watching the graphics, please understand that each graphic that she uses, there are two different metaphors in the graphics that she's using. One is the metaphor for how we see femininity. One is the metaphor for how we view masculinity and technology, yeah? So you not only have the image of her being a technical being or tech or techno-organic being, like a cyborg, yeah? But at the same time, you have references for points of femininity throughout literature and history. So you have the first image where she appears as a cyborg. If you look at the outline that she uses in that image, it is the same as Eve with a serpent wrapped around her. If you look at when she's in the box, it is the image of one, a woman giving birth or rebirth. Yes. But it's also who is being birthed at the same time. Yeah, what is being birthed? Yeah. Is it femininity being birthed or is it masculinity being birthed? This use of technology as being a masculine thing, but also the femininity of her body and her being in the technology, so that you're we're asking, it's a statement on gender and it's also a statement on non-binary. It is absolutely beautiful. There was... Obviously, people know that when she does plastic on the sofa and she appears out of the clamshell, that is a direct reference of Aphrodite. Aphrodite, the goddess of love. Yes? Cool. So we're having different reference points for femininity, love, and aspects of that all the way through the concert. Yes, she comes out as a bee, the beehive, which is cool. 
but that's a matriarchal society, not a patriarchal society. So women talking about Beyonce being a bee and a beehive, she's using it, she's playing with it. When she did America Has a Problem, you need to look at that screen that's behind her and look at the images of the screen. So as well as the actual picture, which is her in the red dress, which is um, the oversized red dress, yeah, which could look like a labia or a pair of lips, yeah. And if you don't know, the reason why we paint or use lipstick is to, as a approximation or a symbol or to show mass. <laughs> oh God, I'm so gay at this moment. So the reason why we use lipstick or women use lipstick and the reason why red lipstick is the most popular is because that is a approximation or a metaphor for the labia or the female genitals yeah when they are aroused and full of blood if you didn't know that then i'm telling you so here you've learned something on this podcast today so there are references to female sexuality there are references to femininity there are references to masculinity and gender there are references to different kind of systems and matriarchal system the matriarch of different systems as we go through the Bible. Like, there, Pandora in the box. We all Do you know the story of Pandora? Obviously, the woman that kept hope inside the box. There is Beyonce, and not only as someone being birthed in the box, someone that is birthed in a new generation, but also as Pandora, the holder of the box itself. So... Maybe I'm just thinking too deep into this. Maybe I'm geeking out. I don't care. I love, loved, loved, loved it. And for me, there were many times in that performance when I could tell you what song she was singing, yeah? Because all I was looking at was the dancers, the visuals, and hearing the song at the same time. I seen how each of them were intertwined, especially in America's Got a Problem. Yeah, I love that. The best part of the show for me obviously was partition second best part of that show was when she did Virgos with plastic of the social that bodysuit that we've all seen when she does heated with a fan you don't see it on social media just how that bodysuit shimmers and moves and the reference points to Virgin on the hands and the nails and the fact that when she turns around that the hands are in different places so every time she's moving it's like the hands are moving towards the floor in different ways amazing but that's also why she's my ratchet because the thought the detail the level of execution is so high that now when i go to see anything else it's so hard the my righteous for this week is Kelly Rollins because I went to see Kelly Rollins at Mighty Hoopla and when I tell you that when it comes to singing and dancing Kelly Rollins could do every living thing that Beyonce does and it's quite shocking how good she is I forgot and I stood there in my hoopla and the reason why Kelly Rollins is my righteous for this week is because one 
I remember what it's like to be a dark-skinned person in the music industry at the time that Kelly Rollins came out. Yeah, there was a lot of black love that we have now, but it was all about the light-skinned person. The reason why we love Beyonce is because they're also at a time where every single person was blonde. Every single... Because I actually did about this on my... <laughs> I did it about it in my dissertation about the Golden Girls era. Christine Milian, Beyonce, Jayla when she first came out with the blonde hair, um, Britney Spears, obviously. Every black artist, every Latino artist, every white artist was blonde-haired and golden and they, you you didn't and racially ambiguous so you couldn't tell by looking at them where they're from yeah the difference between buoyancy is she changed the way that body shapes were acceptable and she made a black body shape truly acceptable in pop standards before that they were straight up and down and let me not t tell you that the first time my sister ever saw Beyonce on the record she's like we like her she has fires and I was like, eh? And I looked and I was like, oh, yes. Yes, she does. But back to Kelly Rollins. I stood in front of Kelly Rollins as she started to sing. With Mighty Hooper being Mighty Hooper and not having the sound to accommodate someone that actually can sing live. Side note. If you see a superstar, yeah, that has a bull-headed white man that likes to grab his crotch next to that superstar, that is Anders, yeah? I've seen Anders at Little Mix with Kylie, with Kelly Rollins, and loads of other places because the man stays working. But Anders is always the bull-headed muscle white boy that likes to grab his crotch. I don't know why he likes to grab his crotch. I don't have a problem with him grabbing his crotch. I'm loving your work, but if you see a bull lady muscle dude, yeah, next to some superstar grabbing his crotch, guarantee you it's Anders. Anyway, so Kelly Rollins comes on stage, yeah, and I already know that from as a Kelly Rollins fan, I'm not gonna get what I really truly want, which is the R&B deep cuts, yeah. But at the same time, there are enough of the gays in front of me that I know that I'm gonna get. When love takes over, I'm going to get motivation. Yeah? I know them too. I might get, I might get something off the first album, like Style or Dilemma. Yeah? I might get those. So when she starts singing, I was like, oh my God. You have made me a teenager again. You have taken me all the way back to when I first saw Destiny Child at Burgess Park for Choice FM Summer Jam. You have taken me back to the times when I used to know every word on the first Destiny Child album. You've taken me back to when you were a four-piece and you were doing No 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 Part One and with me and It's Your Birthday and Ceylon. And when you were doing um, the harmonies for some Ratchet Wyclef Johnson remix, Gone to November. And when I first ever heard you lot sing on Touch magazine, when it was killing time for the many black soundtrack, 
And then when I found out that you were on get on the get on the bus for another soundtrack, I think it was Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Like my teenage fat gay self stood in front of Kelly Rollins and I screamed every motherfucking word that this girl said. I screamed it out. I took photos from my sister and videos. People were like, turn your phone camera around. I said, no, this is not for me. This is on the ground. This is for my sister. Yes. I'm going to let Natasha know where I am and who I'm watching. Yes. Side note. Because this happens to me a lot. Yeah. If I come to see Kelly Rollins, I come to see Kelly Rollins. To the black gay that got on his friend's shoulders and tried to sit on the friend's shoulders and sing songs in front of me so that I could only see his denim clad back and shoulders and his fat body hanging out of the shorts that he was wearing. We have to say no, yeah? We have to say a big, fat, batty no to you. You, my friends, have two options in this situation, yeah? And let this be a lesson to every single person in this room that is listening to this podcast, yeah? You either get down yourself or within 10 seconds, I will take you down, yeah? Do not get on the shoulders of somebody in front of you, me. No. Do not get on the shoulders of somebody when you are standing at the front. You go to the back. That is for people that cannot see. Yes? If you can see Kelly Rollins, if you can hear her sing, you stand and you sing like the rest of us. Do not. Do not get it twisted. Because I will come here and I will mess you up. I have said it on the Labra Gaze, I've said it on this podcast. If I'm in a concert and you are standing in front of me, do not get on anybody's shoulders because you won't be on them shoulders for very long. Okay, cool. Okay, so I guess it's time for recommendations and reviews. And these recommendations, as it is Pride, will be queer-centred. I guess you already knew that being at this this podcast, yeah. Okay, so my first recommendation must be since the topics of this episode. But if you can, please go and see Beyonce's Renaissance tour. It's off the fucking chain. Yeah. And also, obviously, it's a has Vogue in it. It has elements of queer joy. Yeah. My second recommendation of the week: the gay, sorry, the Black Gay History Channel on Instagram, all one word, and it's also a YouTube channel, the Black Gay History Channel on YouTube. Yeah. So check them out. I follow them on Instagram. They follow me back. I love it because when the timeline posts up reels, you get everything and anything. And it's so nice to just have a black queer page that actually brings you substance as well as joyful information. Not every day must be heart breaking hardship. Not every day. So I have two slash three recommendations for you musically. Yeah, one is a new song by Aluna and Emenike 
called the Glamour, and the other is actually really powerful. I'm really proud to say this is by Mr. Nick Charles, aka Nick Charles, one of the Labran gays. He has two songs available on Spotify. Yeah, so I want you to go to Nick Charles' artist page and like, subscribe, whatever you need to do for the artist page, and then. Download his music for me. I'm not going to tell you which is my favourite. You will know. There's also others that are coming because he has a couple of remixes of some, some songs that are really, really good. I'm loving his work. So we're supporting our friends and you're going to support our friends during these five times. Yeah. So go to Nick Charles's page on Spotify, on Apple Music. He, subscribe to him as an artist so you can get the latest downloads. Mr. Nick Charles, so weird to say, but actually there's a smile on her face when I'm saying it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that. If you can hear a little bit of background noise, it's because I'm actually recording this at work. So I'm going to have to check out how I can like, clean up the um, sound a bit better than I normally would do. I'm going to probably have to call Nate, who did the theme tune. Um, if you're also wondering what the joyful noise song and for those of you that haven't listened to the podcast before the song i sing at the bit up is the joyful noise song for this week so that comes from the highly problematic but also very very queer um club ej musical starring doris day why is it queer because she's in leather chaps and she's chatting about a secret love and how you you need a woman's touch. Well, the two of them are singing it together. So yeah, pseudo lesbian relationship, cowboys and Indians, cowgirls and leather, a mass for mass lesbian, butch lesbian, shooting, killing people, gun toting and drinking, and her femme girlfriend that's also a stripper. We love to see it. So that's for it for this week. I will see you, you'll hear me, same time next week. So funny saying that because I don't you get to record again. I will see you, you'll hear me, same time next week. Peace and love, people.